Hashtag Radio Zeitgeist Global Broadcasting Network. I guess I tried to show you how I take the crowd with my guitar, and businessmen would clap their hands and clip another fat cigar. And publishers would spread the news And print my music far and wide All the kids who played the blues Would learn my licks with a bottleneck's line Now it seems the bubbles burst Though you know there was a time Love song gathered in my head Poetry in every line Strong men strove to hold the doors With my friends I passed that each People stomped on dirty floors Before I tried rock and roll stage
Zeitgeist, the Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Jim Kunstler, Tom Friedley. Today's title, Nowhere Left to Hide. Jim begins, Financial markets are averse to threats of chaos and death. These conditions tend to interfere with the formal promises between parties to service loans, which is the basis of finance. Time, they say, is nature's way of making sure that everything doesn't happen at once. If that's so, then maybe time has stopped because all of a sudden everything seems to be happening at once. Three things, actually. One, a Russian military operation in Ukraine that a lot of people in America want to turn into World War III. Two, an epic crack-up of the world financial system. And three, the breakdown of the fishy COVID-19 affair, and especially the story behind its holy avatar, the mRNA vaccine. In a sane society, that might be enough to trip the institutional reality test apparatus, but we are not a sane society these days, so we plunge ever deeper into a hurly-burly of wrongful endeavor vectoring towards self-destruction. The immediate problem is a nation, us, that is powerfully bamboozled, led by a figurehead nobody believes in, backed by a hidden coterie of actors who appear to hate our country enough to try to sink it. Forgive me for restating the premise of the Ukraine situation, but one must counter the propaganda emitted like poison gas by a perfidious news media. Russia objected to the expansion of NATO to its very border, based on long-standing prior agreements about it. Joe Biden had every chance to formally recognize that reality and stupidly demurred. The Ukrainian government ditto. Our side, the USA, had already created enough mischief there in mounting the 2014 coup against a government friendly with Russia and then arming its replacement to harass Ukraine's own citizens in its easternmost provinces, Donetsk and Luhansk. Two weeks ago, Russia moved in to forcefully correct all that. After all, Ukraine had been a part of Russia since they wrested it from the Ottoman Turkish Empire in the 1700s, and in any other sense, Ukraine is within Russia's sphere of influence, as such things are defined in geopolitical history. The U.S.-led response to the Russia op was an attempt to dismantle the complex interbank payment systems of the global economy in order to punish one region, Russia, of the global economy, that is, cutting off your leg to punish yourself for walking into harm's way, Jim writes. The result of that now is mayhem in the financial markets and in currencies, with global commodities like grain, oil, and ores acting as hostages. This hostage-taking has far-reaching effects because the nations of the world can't operate without food, energy, and stuff to make products out of. Interfere with the rational distribution of them and you'll get chaos and death. Financial markets are adverse to threats of chaos and death. These conditions tend to interfere with formal promises between parties to service loans, which is the basis of finance. If finance destabilizes badly, standards of living plummet, and pretty soon people are stuck being hungry in the cold and dark, which is the opposite of being happy and civilized, Jim writes. So, maybe jamming an I-beam into the machinery of global finance isn't the splendid idea it seemed to be a few days ago when the geniuses behind Joe Biden swung into action pretending to be superheroes fighting an imagined nemesis, standing by to see how all that works out. Then, there is a resolving picture of all the mysterious puzzle pieces in the COVID-19 story. Sunday night, America's premier propaganda vessel, CBS's 60 Minutes, ran a puff piece on the CDC starring the warm and fuzzy mom figure, Rachel Walensky. 
it is hard to overstate just how dishonest the segment was, starting with its subtle effort to keep America in a state of alarm, quote, new variants coming, proceeding to a deceptive cartoon of how the mRNA vaccines work wonders, white memory cells patrol the body, no mention of spike proteins, and concluding with exhortations for Americans to continue vaccine and boosting up, despite an avalanche of news coming from elsewhere than 60 Minutes about the CDC withholding critical information from the public it's supposed to serve throughout the two-year-plus crisis, not to mention new data from alt-media on extensive injury and death rates among the vaccinated, including shocking info from the court-ordered recent release of Pfizer's own records. Was this 60 Minutes segment corporate news' attempt to cover up the emerging crimes of America's public health agencies in concert with pharma and media itself, Jim asked? That is, to get ahead of the story, as has lately been the strategy for all the cable channels and legacy newspapers, with more and more citizens asking themselves if they have been played? Meanwhile, the big cojona of COVID-19, one Dr. Anthony Fauci, has gone to ground, making himself scarce. Skip the scene, vamoosed, amid all the new controversy. Word has apparently come down from on high in the party of chaos that his ubiquitous pus on the nation's flat screen is no longer helping to sell the mass vax directive. Too many people, perhaps, suspect that he caused the whole thing to happen in the first place and then botched his attempt to play savior over it. It would be a pity for the party of chaos, starts with a D, and its accomplices in the COVID frauds, if the events playing out in Ukraine actually concluded with a reduction of danger and chaos in that corner of the world. It is surely the last thing they want, Jim writes. Yet the possibility exists that Russia will pacify the country, disarm it, neutralize its most corrupt and obdurately degenerate factions, and set it up as a properly governed backwater that will not threaten to upset the peace of our world again for some time ahead. Then, the spotlight will be back on the COVID crime against humanity and the folks who perpetrated it. And there will be nowhere for them to hide, especially with financial markets crashing down on their ears. Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist.